0: Anyone getting sick of the promo yet? Not me, because I love this song. Yeah. All right. We got a lot of info. Let's go for it. A year year from now is an independent podcast with a strange rollout. Basically, it's a pay-as-you-go model. I make five or six episodes, then gather some more money so I can take time off to make the next five or six episodes. Each batch requires about $2,000 to make. Basically, I take off work for a month, live like a hermit, and edit for about 30 days straight. Check the show's socials to see how much more money we need to make the next batch of episodes. I have 35 episodes planned and seven batches of them, and they are amazing. Amazing stories, Beautiful people have given me so much to be able to learn from their experiences, all that stuff. So hit it up. Please help out. Thank you very much. Hey, 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 it's Matthew. The music used in this episode, except for the theme, is done by Musical Exquisite Corpse, a music collective in a way that I'm part of. It is made in part of an improvised game you can watch the process on youtube there's a link in the episode summary okay now for the actual episode the episode for what for a year from now the podcast about what could happen and what does this week's episode is part of our rom-com suite it involves a woman who suffers from epileptic seizures and the teasing promise that perhaps there is a medical fix and her seizures could go away How wonderful, right? A problem with a solution. But that's not how life normally works. But it is how rom-coms work. Big gestures or events that in an instant change the character's lives. Our main story is with Jess out in Pennsylvania. This interview was recorded in November 2022.
1: Now, did your show, are you waiting for your show to get approved or you have a show?
0: It is, we're in the middle of making it. Who knows when will be a year from now. Yeah. A year was a bit optimistic. It's been over a year, almost two. I think it is two. Jess's story is about her brain, but also her heart. Uh, metaphorically. Uh, but you'll also hear from me about my own love life in the year that I've had. Years, I guess. Jess has it objectively worse than I, but you wouldn't have guessed that. She doesn't complain much and she appreciates things, even though, well, You'll hear what happened. Could we start just with you saying your name and why uh, you're talking to me today?
1: Yes, my name is Jessica McCoy, and I am talking to you about epilepsy, a seizure disorder.
0: I think of your story in like the history of, is it three
1: surgeries, basically? Three big surgeries? Yes, correct. Correct. In 2006, I had my right temporal lobe removed and I had a complication, which left me, my left side partially paralyzed, which was my dominant side. When you
0: say partially paralyzed on the left side, what does that mean?
1: Um, I can walk short distances around my house. I can move my fingers some. If you would, if you would give me a piece of cloth. If you give me a piece of felt and maybe a material gene, I couldn't tell you which one is a felt and which one is the gene.
0: That's wild. So going into the surgery, what did they what did they promise or what was the objective?
1: It was to become seizure free was the goal. They were had it removed, the whole right temporal
0: lobe. So that was the ideal outcome, uh, yes. but that's not what happened, right?
1: Correct. Somewhere along the way, we had a complication.
0: Wow. What do you remember?
1: Nothing. Just going into the operation room and telling my family, you know, see you when the surgery's over. And I woke up to my family saying, you had a stroke.
0: Oddly, the partial paralysis wasn't the biggest problem. About nine years go by.
1: It was uh, several seizures, several times a day. So they would happen in my sleep. And right before I would know, yeah, I was knowing they were going to be coming at night. I would just get this sense of, this sensation of fear. And I would just start screaming like somebody was going to kill me, basically. I mean, it, it was... Terrifying. You just think, you know, that this is it. You're going to die. And I could be laying in bed and I'm basically telling my husband, you know, goodbye. I'm yelling for help. Help me.
0: Was there any part of you that knew that this was just another night of seizures and, and nothing special? Like you weren't going to die?
1: There are people who have died. And that was why I had this other surgery back in April. Because that was always one of my fears of my husband coming home from work and finding me in bed dead.
0: Jess keeps going back to undergo surgeries to try to stop the epileptic seizures. And this kind of kind of works. Your seizures don't go away, but they lessen and yes. they lessen in severity.
1: Yes, correct. It was a little bit it was a relief just knowing, you know, my husband doesn't have to see the seizures as often and he doesn't have to see them so severe, mm. even though I'm still having the seizures. It's like, okay, well, the surgery works a little bit.
0: Who is this husband? Well, he's an RN. They met decades ago. They both worked at a nursing home. And it seems like they, after all of these years, are still crazy about each other. Your husband is is a, a big part of your life. Um, oh
1: yes, very big part of my life. We've been together for twenty two years now. We've been married for nineteen. I was diagnosed in June of ninety nine, and we met in like April, so I was just just a couple months. So, so yeah, yeah, April,
0: May, June. So so you had two months. Yes. So her husband basically has only known her with partial paralysis and seizures.
1: My husband and I, we do this, it's like a date challenge book. And we were doing this date where we had to go to the store and pick up a few items. And then we had to taste what item it was and try to guess what we were eating.
0: Ooh, pretty sensual or fun. I don't know, whatever you want.
1: Um, The one is we had to go to a thrift store, like a Goodwill, pick out outfits for each other and then go to go do an activity outside, like maybe go putt-putting or go get some dessert in our new outfits. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what we did.
0: How goddamn wholesome and cute and delightful. How do you like if if i as i have been i've been kind of framing this as like you two being kind of like an adorable couple that is still really into each other and acting young at heart and all that
1: that's nice i don't <laughs> mind that at all <laughs>
0: Do you think the uh, the struggles you've had with your health has in a strange way helped you to keep that kind of love for each other and?
1: No, anytime we go, we do anything together as far as, you know, on our vacations or doing our little dates. We're always taking photos, videos, because you just, you just never know.
0: 2020, you had another round of surgeries, and this time it
1: worked. We're still not out of the woods yet. It's still a little too soon. We're still gonna say she's seizure-free, but still not gonna.
0: What would it feel like if the seizures came back?
1: I, I think I would, it would be heartbreaking doing all this just to have a little bit of a setback.
0: What do you think life is like for people without disabilities?
1: Probably a lot of freedom, a lot of no worries. Hmm.
0: Well, you got the you got the first one right, no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo! Sounds like an alcoholic drink, but really, it's a um... It's just lime juice and water i just asked jess uh, what she thinks able-bodied people's lives are like um she said freedom and and less worries uh able-bodied people we certainly have a ton of freedom but worries creep in regardless my past couple years were filled with them let's leave jess for now leave her on that precipice waiting to see if her seizures come back and let's instead go to Brooklyn, New York. Now I moved there in 2019 or something with my girlfriend, Abby. Abby was my high school crush and friend, but she didn't know that, or she kind of did. I don't know, it was high school. You know, we didn't communicate much. When I was going away to college, she gave me a CD, a mix. I put it into my car CD drive and the Cure's Friday I'm in Love played. And about a mile from her house, I broke into tears. At the time, I didn't know why I was crying. I think the end of things always makes me cry. Years later, I moved back to Minnesota and Abby and I started dating. The song is from when we were in a duet from around that time.
1: I have money
0: but the music was just a hobby. To- And Abby would get into an art conservation grad program in New York City, and I would follow her there. It was great, but New York City is a city of extremes, and so it was also bad. January 2021. Earlier this week, Trump was impeached for a second time. I was recording for my own A Year From Now episode. Didn't know it'd be about this. Personally, I'm not feeling very good. Uh, I've been having some troubles with Abby. She gets kind of depressed and closed off, and she'll sit in her room and work and watch TV and look at her phone. It's not her job to be my emotional support animal, but I'm just really lonely. I feel really shitty. Before, I didn't know why I was crying. This time, I didn't know why I wasn't. I was kind of stuck.
1: But it wasn't just
0: that. I recently got a job at a women's homeless shelter. Then a week later, my boss, the person who hired me, got transferred. And the pandemic hit and my job, which was finding extra housing, kind of got stopped. So I was there. No one knew me, knew what to do with me. Some of them didn't really even want me there. My job has been hard because I have a co-worker who's supposed to coordinate with me, she doesn't, which makes my job harder. And that's that's a hangover from the very first day I started working with her. I don't know, so it's just to say that my work life makes me depressed. My domestic life makes me kind of depressed. I'm not blaming Abby it's just I'm very codependent and if the person I'm with is unhappy and doesn't want to engage it makes me feel like she doesn't want to engage with me it makes me feel like um, it just makes me feel alone and yes I know I should talk to her about it a year from now let's see if I have talked to her about it After a year of being ignored and perhaps resented at the shelter, I was emotionally muted. All I could think of was, if only I could quit this job. And then... Hey. Oh, I'm checking my mail. Do you have any mail? Yeah, that's with Tracy. They want, they want her to handle all the mail. Okay, she's June, 2021. She's and so I just did something that I think is kind of momentous, putting my two weeks notice in for a job I've been trying to get out of and I blew right by it and didn't didn't notice. I feel like I should be more relieved. It should have felt great, especially compared to what my clients were putting up with, but... I I can't get the documents for these people to get their IDs so that they can get housing, and I want to exercise myself in that, which will make me feel better, but they will still be here. And that's how I live when Abby gave me that mix CD, and I cried all those years ago, something was unlocked in me for a moment. And when I quit my job at the shelter, I waited for the same unlocking. But nothing came April 2021. I think I've kind of given up. I don't feel great about my relationship with Abby. I don't like it when people control things, so I try not to, I guess. But this passivity, I think, froze me solid. I couldn't break up with Abby, even though I was miserable. And what made it harder was the fact that she's cool, and we did have fun. She's been doing a little bit better. It's nice to see her happier.
1: (sighs) What else does she do?
0: For example, Abby liked to brainstorm ideas for a musical that would star our cat.
1: There can be a song about watching the shadows on the wall, not knowing what's going on. Oh,
0: that's a good one.
1: Oh, sometimes there is a creature on the wall that is moving so far.
0: I couldn't take control of my life. I barely could quit a low-paying job. But then finally... Okay, so... Fuck, I don't know, September. September 29th, 2021. 29th. Moving out of my place in Brooklyn. Because Abby and I broke up. The Year From Now project, I don't know if we'll ever get made because that will require, it's just so much goddamn work. But anyway, as you can tell, I'm in an empty room. I thought I would play a song that became the theme for a year from now. It used to be like a a fake country song. I had these words for it that are just random words. Don't read into it too much, but if you like to read into it, then this would foretell how, why Abby and I broke up. That's really big. We were together for like eight years. In it, I say, it will sound like I'm saying that I don't love Abby at all. That's not accurate. He was my partner for a long time and I do love her. And if I say I love you, then I do indeed. I do indeed That is unless there's a, a thought with it. Oh, yeah. If I say I love you then I if I say I love you then I do indeed. That is unless there's a, a thought within within me. <laughs> what does that mean? That it was nonsense. A, it doesn't mean that I don't love I anyone. I think it means within that thoughts me. can get in the way of love. My thoughts about my status, my happiness, my discontent, my place in Brooklyn, my place in the world. They got in the way of me having the strength to tell my partner of many years that things weren't working. We weren't making each other happy. She ended up breaking up with me. It happened when our lease ended. kind of made sense. She was gentle when she did it. And there was something unspoken in her voice. It was kind of like when I left for college all those years ago and she gave me that mix CD with Friday I'm In Love on it. An acknowledgement that there was something connecting us deeply. But that we weren't going to be together. Something about endings always makes me cry. We're both doing much better now. Abby's with someone that she's into, and I'm with someone that kind of reminds me of how happy Jess and her husband are. <laughs> and after that kind of for a segue, should we check back in on Jess and her husband? When we left off, she was telling me about her plans for the next year. She and her husband were going to Vegas. They do that every year. They got married there. And this year, they're going to renew their vows there. That's cool. Well, I can't wait to hear about your your Vegas trip next year when we check back in.
1: Yes, I'll be looking forward to catching up with you. We wrapped up and I had
0: her send her voice memo to me. It was kind of difficult. So now you can hit stop record on the voice memo you've just been making. Okay. Is there an option to click on the file that you just recorded? Okay, I hope I'm not going to like... <laughs> Hopefully not. I want to Blue push. button called done yes. next to it? Yes. There's edit. We don't want to edit it. Hit. Okay. Hopefully it would give a share option. to the right. Well, oh, hopefully it worked. It did work. Now let's jump one year into the future. I don't know. The Supply chain. <laughs> that cargo ship gets stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> People look up what the Suez Canal is. So, so much happened. I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, let's wind this time machine down quick. Now we're November uh, 10th, 2021.
1: Now, do I need to do anything? Do you have everything recorded on your end? Yep.
0: Yep, I'm just doing the the Zoom recording. uh, Because I know
1: last time I had to send you, like, email you stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. For the follow-ups, I was much less precious about the audio quality. Just had to get them done. can't remember what I was doing, but I had something going on. I remember you had a broken arm, which you'll hear about in another episode. I can't remember. Do you go by Jess or Jessica?
1: Oh, Jess is fine.
0: Jess. Okay. It's been a year. Um, you just had a, a surgery about, what was it, a month pre- <clears throat> previous? It wasn't guaranteed that your seizures had gone away. You You had... It was looking good. You were thinking the surgery had worked, but we, nothing was certain. And now we've jumped a year into the future. How, how were, did your seizures return or were things smooth?
1: We are seizure free. Wow. That's so great to hear.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. How was your, your past year and any big events? Anything uh, particularly interesting happen?
1: Just got back from Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, you made it to Vegas. Oh, you said it's different yes. every time. How yes. was this trip?
1: It was very nice. Uh, my husband and I we renewed our wedding vows for twenty years.
0: Do you remember any of the phrases that you used in the vows? Do you remember any of the vows?
1: Oh, uh, for better, for better or worse.
0: Well, that means something. Um, yes, for you...
1: sickness. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs>
0: Last time we talked, you said that one reason that you were hoping that the procedure worked was because even though your husband's been great and has worked hard to not make you feel like you're a burden or anything like that, you still felt a little guilty. Has the alleviation of the seizures helped with that at all? Not feeling guilty?
1: Oh, yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. You just sleep better at night. You don't have to. That's what I was telling my husband. I was thinking, you know what? This trip to Vegas, you know, it's kind of funny to think every year when we would go to Vegas, I would think, oh, I hope I have a seizure before we go to Vegas. Because that way I know, like, okay, we're in Vegas. I should be okay not to have a seizure. <laughs> I mean, it it might be sound weird to think, okay, I hope I have a seizure. Vegas yeah. is coming up. And think, okay, good. You know, <laughs> you have everything packed. Yep, got the seizure off my list.
0: <laughs> Anything stick out to you in particular? Can get
1: it for free. Nothing I can think of. It's just been a really good year.
0: Thanks for listening, this is Matthew from A Year From Now, all the music in this episode except for the theme and that song by Boy Oh Boy, the duet that me and my ex-girlfriend were in. It comes from Musical Exquisite Corpses, put out by Dead Air Records, a music collective improv music game, Uh, very interesting. This song was actually before we started filming it. It was when we did it for fun, so you won't be able to find it, which is a shame because this song is absolutely beautiful. Um, But you can find the YouTube page where we do the other music. Again, this is an independent podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you can, please, please uh, give us a donation. Link in show notes. You know, we how these shows get made
1: anyway i'll see you next year